Welcome to The PR Show, the podcast for business leaders and marketers in need of simple strategies to build their brand and ultimately land major media coverage. Here's your host, Kerry L. Watt. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending what time you are listening to this. Hello, how are you? I am Kerry and this is the PR show. Now today we're going to be talking about the six reasons that a journalist didn't publish your news or get back to you the last time you sent out a press release. Basically, you've reached out to the media and you heard a big fat nothing, all the tumbleweed, uh, the metaphorical tumbleweed really, uh, in in response to your reaching out. And in short, I don't want that to happen. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you the reasons that the journalist or the editor, whoever it was you reached out to, uh, the reasons why they probably didn't reply. Now, before we dive in, if you are enjoying the show or maybe you've already bagged some media coverage from the advice here, um, as I know many listeners have, I would love to hear from you. So if you head over to LinkedIn, type Kerry L. Watt in the search bar, um, and come and connect with me. And do you know what? Like, even if you're not digging the show, that's cool too. Come and come and connect with me and tell me anyway, and then I can make it better. <laughs> um, so back to today's topic. Six reasons that journalists did not publish you after you reached out. Okay, so I'm just gonna dive straight in. The first reason is probably the biggest one, the biggest reason, that the story just wasn't actually news. It wasn't newsworthy. In short, it sucked. Um, Like not even the fish and chip shop would have printed the story, like printed the story for their chip paper. Um, Unfortunately, what happens is we get really tied up with our own products, our launches, our services, our business. Like it's really exciting to us internally. But unfortunately to other people, it's just not exciting enough to talk about. Um, You know, lots of people will say, oh, you know, we've been going 10 years, like that's really newsworthy. Unfortunately, just being open for a certain amount of time isn't always newsworthy. Um, you know, there's 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 still got to be a bit of a hook, like an angle. There's got to be some deeper reason that someone would publish that. You have to have a newsworthy story. So that's the first reason that that journalist or editor did not reply, was that your story wasn't a story and it wasn't newsworthy. Reason number two was that your email you sent looked like it was written by Charles Dickens. Uh, No one has got time to scroll through so much waffle, it's crazy. Now, I have clients in um, uh, a coaching capacity, right? So they're business owners who want to learn how to do PR, right? So if they're reaching out to the media, they'll often send me their emails and say, you know, what do you think? Um, Should I send this out and stuff? And often what happens is that these emails, like I say, it looks like they've been written by Charles Dickens. You know, they are the length of one of his novels. Um, They're so long. A journalist is very busy. There's loads of stats out there as to, you know, the amount of seconds they have to uh, look... um, you know, to decide whether or not something is interesting. And bearing in mind these people, I know journalists who get five to 600 emails 
every single day. Like that is insane. And they've probably only got a couple of spots each week to fill. Like they can only confirm a couple of people. Um, so if they're getting thousands of emails every week, they have not got time to read War and Peace um, length email that you have sent them. So if you are emailing the media, a journalist, a producer, an editor, someone that you're basically asking to be featured in, in their show or their publication in some way, you have to send a short, snappy email, right? Or message, like keep it short. Don't write a giant long thing. They haven't got time to scroll through your entire CV and your whole life story. Reason number three that they didn't reply was that you didn't think, hmm, how can I make this story more attractive? Or I wonder how I can make this journalist's life easier, right? So you have to think that when you're reaching out to the media, you have to think, what else will they need from me? Will they need a picture? Will they need a video? Is that necessary to the story? Um, you know, all those kind of things, you know, they'll probably need your you know, contact details or or uh, the main headline, the key points of the story, right? You have to really put yourself in their shoes. Even if you're not a journalist, it doesn't matter. You can still, um, you can still think about what it is that they would need from you. And in short, that's all the information that they would need to make a decision, right? So if that's an image, a video, a press release, or you know whatever it is that goes with it, you have to think how you can make the story more attractive and how can I make this journalist's, journalist's life easier? Reason number four that the media didn't reply to you is that you sent five mega huge attachments. Uh, and unfortunately, when you send attachments, you will head straight for that lovely spam folder or junk folder. Uh, what happens is, is if you are emailing media, you know, very big media, like say the BBC or anyone like that, you know, they ha they're going to have, like any big company, they're going to have uh, security on their emails and, you know, any big files just won't reach the inbox, right? So if you want to send images, maybe you are emailing because you want your product launch featured or perhaps you have a product um, that you would like them to trial or something like that. Instead of attaching loads of attachments, uh, which like I say, you will head straight for the spam folder, uh, have your pictures in an online gallery somewhere. I've seen people use a Google file, Dropbox. Uh, there's lots of different ways. I think Outlook, Microsoft have one as well. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can host some images online. Could even be on your website, right? Could, you could send them to a press page about this product. You know, you could have an online press kit somewhere. Uh, doesn't matter, just somewhere. Um, so instead of attaching loads of pictures, have a link that you can include in your email. So if they want to see the pictures, they can click on that link and it takes them straight there without all the big email attachments. Reason number five that they didn't reply to you was that you sent it to the wrong person. Now, with most journalists, right, on Twitter or LinkedIn, or the names of the journalists are mentioned on the media outlet's website, it's really easy to find the name of the exact person that you need to reach out to. If you're just gonna send your emails to info at or newsdesk at blah, blah, dot com 
or you're going to send it to the junior person Chloe instead of the genius person not genius the like the the head decision maker the editor of that section or of that magazine um Jane let's call her um then you know Chloe might not send it off to Jane she it might not even get to Jane who is actually the decision maker um so you need to send it straight to Jane um, you need to send it to the right person. Use social media or the media outlet's website to find the exact person that you need to contact. It's really, really um, easy to find these people nowadays with the beauty of the internet. Now, the sixth and last reason that this journalist didn't publish your news or reply to your press release or anything was that the timing was off. You potentially... This is a real life. This is a real life example, right? Um, you waited three weeks after International Something or Other Day to share a story about your products linking to that Awareness Day. Now, I did actually see this recently, and it made me really cross because it was just they should have just ignored it and not even bothered. It was a company that sold something. Uh, one line of their product included a chocolate version. Right. I'm not going to name them because I, I, I do still secretly love them, really. Um, but I was just a bit disappointed by these emails and things. Um, so they emailed. I'm not even joking, like two or three weeks after uh, International Chocolate Day. Right now, if you're going to do any kind of content marketing or publicity, PR, you know, whatever around an awareness day, it has to be on that awareness day or just before. You can't do it two or three weeks after. It's just ridiculous. It just doesn't make sense. It confuses your customers and it just, it's just random. There's just no strategy behind it. If anything, it just makes you look desperate because you just look like you're scrambling around really like trying to jump in on something that is already gone. Um, yeah, so these people, um, and then they said, oh, we're a bit late to the party but here's a chocolate thing for International Chocolate Day. And I think they said last week, but it wasn't. It was like two or three weeks before because I have I, I know because I bought loads of chocolate. So I knew when the day was. So it was just really disappointing. So timing is everything, right? When it comes to your publicity. So if you want to jump in on an awareness day or you want to jump in on a topical news story, maybe you want to jump in uh, and give a comment or something. And you can see that in the last episode, um, series two, episode three, um, about newsjacking. Again, you know, all these kind of things, they are, you know, imperative. The whole point of it is timing. Your timing is key. So those are the six reasons that journalists didn't publish your news or your press release, right? So the story wasn't newsworthy. Your email was too long, too waffly. You didn't think how you could make the story more attractive or how you could make the journalist's life easier. You sent loads of attachments. So unfortunately, you headed for a spam folder. Uh, you sent it to the wrong person and your timing was potentially off. Now, if you want your PR efforts to start being noticed and perhaps grow a deliciously beautiful as seen in or as featured in image exploding with well-known media logos, I would love to hear from you. I host one-off, one-to-one sessions um, right through to uh, an intensive eight weeks PR coaching with yourself or your marketing team to, to teach you how to do PR in-house. Um, just drop me a message. It's at 
ahoy at kerrylwatt.co.uk or come and connect with me over on LinkedIn, it's Kerry L. Watt, um, to hear more or to see if it's the right fit. I would love to hear from you. So those are the reasons, some of the reasons that your news wasn't published. So I hope that's helpful. And next time you will get published. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. You've been listening to The PR Show with Kerry L. Watt. Visit www.risingtide.agency for everything we talked about today, training and more. Tune in next time to get another yes from the press.